your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And today, and hopefully maybe every day this week, I'm trying to line things up with some people I've had on the show before, fans of the Avalanche, to get them on during this week of shows to kind of get the fan perspective of how they feel the Avalanche did in the offseason, the trades that went down, and just how things are looking forward for next season and the Colorado Avalanche. So we're going to start that today. And, of course, we're going to start with Kyle Sullivan. Been on the show a number of times, so I figured uh, what better place to start than with him to get his take on how the Avalanche did this offseason. So we'll get to Kyle in a minute. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Locked on Avalanche and send any questions, comments, concerns, and or opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. I messed up and did not post a poll to our next player, who I believe was Logan O'Connor. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was him. <clears throat> to um, I can't. It might have been him. To uh, for his. 2019-2020 season grade. I was out in uh, Lake Placid, so uh, I was kind of. There, it's not like completely off the grid up there, but it's uh, there's pockets. So my phone is pretty much gone. Like you, 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 I didn't really. I was there, and I was enjoying my time there. So <clears throat> I didn't. I, I apologize for not putting up a poll. I will do that today. So there will be a poll up. I'm almost positive it's O'Connor where we are, but whoever it is that's up next will go up today, and we'll get back going because we almost we only have a few to go. So we'll start that up soon. So as far as news goes around the league, it, it's pretty quiet right now. Arbitration is scheduled for, I'm pretty sure it's October 30th, so that is obviously days away. And since, you know, we had a, a good amount of signings in free agency... It's pretty bit it's been kind of slow in the NHL right now. The only exception is what's going to happen with next year. And we did get a little bit of information. Bill Daly, who you know is the deputy commissioner, said the goal is still to play a full 82 game season and in order to do that, they have to take out some things like the All-Star weekend, like the outdoor Stadium Series games, uh, and, well, the Winter Classic game. So, I mean, it's going to be fast and furious if they can get an 82-game season in. But he has kind of come around to the idea that that might not happen either. That is the goal. But they said, here's his quote. He said, the goal is still to start as early as January 1st and to play a full season. Having said that, we also recognize depending on a host of different things that it could take a different form and we might not be playing a full season. We might not be playing into the summer. We might not be starting on January 1. So there's still a lot of uncertainty. 
And that is pretty much where we're going to be for at least a few weeks because we are headed. I mean, I'm not getting into a coronavirus and political debate, even though coronavirus should not be political, but it is. Um, We are getting into a season where we don't know what's going to happen with this thing. This thing could come back in, in full force like it did in the beginning. And then who the heck knows where we are? We'd be lucky to have a season. So, yeah, you have to have a starting point and a jumping off point. And for the NHL, that is as early as January 1st and to get a full season in. Why would you not want to have that as your first full plan, a full season? Of course you do. And then you take things away like they did. Now, what else can you take away? I, I mean, you. I'm assuming they're going to take away the bye week. They haven't said that they would do that yet. But you probably have to take that away. And then when this schedule comes out, I if they do finalize an 82-game schedule, man, I can't wait to get my hands on that and just see what it looks like. Because there's going to be... It might look like a, a Major League Baseball schedule where there's very few days off. And does that hurt the sport? Does that hurt the player? Is it too much? Who knows? So, yeah, what he's saying is all true. There's a lot of uncertainty. But they want to have an 82-game season, if at all possible. So that's where we start. And we see how the trend goes with the coronavirus. <clears throat> and if it's something that's that's manageable and it's plateauing and it doesn't spike, like everybody's anticipating that it does and it will, then who knows? You have to make different plans and and kind of take things away and maybe we don't have a full 82 game season only time will tell so we'll have to wait anything that comes on you know down the newswire definitely follow me on twitter like i said because i post stuff there all the time um it'll be interesting this is going to be an interesting interesting time for the nhl and all sports really across the board All right, so let's get to Kyle, and before we do, very quickly, we're going to hear from Built Bar. You know Built Bar, you love Built Bar, and if you're a health-conscious guy or girl, why would you not have Built Bar? It is the great-tasting and best-tasting energy and nutrition bar on the market. comes in some fantastic and amazing flavors, such as caramel brownie, cookies and cream, Carrot cake, lemon almond cheesecake, mint brownie, salted caramel, peanut butter brownie. The list goes on and on. It's a great way to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Most bars contain 19 grams of protein, 180 or 130 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs, I've been talking about Built Bar for months now, and trust me, guys, it's the best tasting bar on the market. It tastes more like a candy bar than an energy bar. It doesn't have that chalky and gritty taste to it. It's fantastic. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get 20% off of your next order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com, and 20% comes off of your first order. All right, let's get to Kyle. All right, welcome back, and one more time on the show, 
You know him, you love him. Shaggy Von Doom himself, Mr. Kyle Sullivan, is back. How are you doing today, sir? Hello, Chris. Aren't we playing in Sweden right now, Columbus? Are we? Oh no! No, we should. That should have been. Should that have been now? Yeah, right now. Wow. I didn't even think about oh. that, man. All stuff like that just goes away, right? Well, I guess thanks uh-huh. for having me on. You guys have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, man. I forgot all about that. Have they said they're going to push that back? Because everything else they're pushing it like back a year, like the I, classic. I guess. I guess. I, but I, I haven't heard, heard that anything. specifically. That's yeah. interesting. Good point. Wow. Yeah, they should be in Sweden right now. Well, uh, we're not. And, you know, even hockey, I thought we talked about, touched about it in the, in the first segment was just, we don't know right now. They, they want to get a, a full season in, uh, but they are very well aware that it might not happen. Um, I don't know, but if it does, we got some things to talk about, including new players on the avalanche players that are no longer on the avalanche. Um, and those new players will be playing in a newly named arena, which we will be getting to all of that stuff. So I guess, uh, why don't you give me an overall consensus of how you feel the avalanche did in this off season draft free agency trades, all that stuff. Um, if we were going with a lockdown avalanche Twitter poll, mm-hmm. this would definitely be an a, all right. <laughs> that's, that's pretty simple. Yeah. Right. Okay. What is good? Like, um, I start, so start at the draft, like, did you have a specific guy that you were looking for? Are you that type of fan who like you want them to get a specific guy or do you wait for them to pick and then kind of assess that player and say like, okay, he could fit. Yeah. I, I, I would uh, definitely assess after we pick, especially after this year's draft. I mean, after you are out of the fifth pick, it was just basically everybody's drafting about the same talent level yeah it was a very top heavy draft this year so um we were just pretty much filling in spots for the future um we know how the contracts are going to be coming up over the next five years and i feel like the picks that we got i mean they're they're suitable um Mm. some some raise eyebrows but who are we to judge at this point right now yeah um I think it was, um, like I said, in, in a few episodes, like the Avalanche were in a position to take a, a risk on some guys. I don't think they did with Baron. I think they really liked him. Um, and from what I understand, like, you know, that, that clip that I put up of the, they, they had Foodie as their number one guy in, on the second day. So, and that's who they got. So it seems like their, their draft board kind of fell in the beginning stages. Anyway, it fell how they wanted it to go. So, um, and Baron, he's not, I mean, I guess he is a little bit of a risk because of health issues, but if those health issues were not there, that, that blood clot issue that he had, they, I mean, a lot of people were saying he was, could have been one or two in terms of defenders taken. So it's kind of a, a, a risk in that aspect, but if he plays out, you look like a genius. So why not go for it? Yeah. I like the Baron pick and it was, it's kind of how we were assessing the talent of the team pre bubble and post bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to look at Baron the same way pre health scare, post health scare. What are we looking at? I mean, 
the only reason I was kind of iffy about the pick, I mean, we just got rid of Colin Wilson. And mm-hmm. now we're going to, and now we just drafted another player with health issues. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, we, it's, we're leaving one problem behind. And yeah. Now I feel like we're about to get back into it. Which... <laughs> well, I think the thing with, with uh, Justin Barron, though, is like, you will know if his health in, issues are lingering long before he gets to the NHL. You know what I mean? Because he, yeah. he's got a few years before he even sniffs the avalanche roster and, and being a defender, they're loaded in that aspect. So um, he's got to jump a lot of guys to get there. And by the time he does, if he can make it to the, I'll say this, if he can make it to the NHL, his health issues are just fine. Absolutely. Because he will be, a, he will have put in the time and games and years to get there. So he'll be just fine. And if he gets there, I think he could be a, a really good player. A very yeah. Good player. It only concerns me. Blood clots is not something you really want to gamble much no, with. Not it's all. not like a bum knee or a bum hip. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of uh, aspects to gamble on when it comes to blood clots, but I hope everything pans out and yeah. I hope we're out of the woods on that because mm-hmm. he looks like a promising player. <clears throat> yeah, he does. He does. Um, so we get into the moves that they made in, in the free agency period. Uh, I guess just dive right into the the trades, the two the two big ones with the Blackhawks and the Islanders. I guess start with the Blackhawk ones. Um, you know the main players being exchanged: Saad and Zadorov. We had talked about Zadorov many times on the show and outside of the show. He kind of was, you know, on everybody's mind being an Avalanche fan. Thought he was going to be moved, but we kind of threw around. He had a good offseason. Was that enough to keep him in an avalanche sweater? Got the answer to that. I think deep down we all knew he probably was going to get moved. Um, and then the deal that they made, got to be a grand slam with this one, right? Absolutely. I love the trade. I mean, we talked about it on the show. I was defending Zadorov. Um, yeah. I felt like his playoff play earned him a spot back on the team. But business is business, and uh, it's a definite upgrade and um, some senior leadership. Yeah. Um, if we we're w- trying to avoid the stigma of Nate in the game seven, um, mm-hmm. who better to uh, talk you through it and run his side? So, his yeah. Uh, I definitely like the move. And it's not like Zadorov is going to be a Ryan O'Reilly and come back and haunt us. Chicago's not going anywhere for a while. Right. Um, so he, and I think he's going to translate great to what Chicago's doing over there. You think so? I think he's, I think he's going to be all right. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see how he plays on a team that's struggling. Like, will he make some stupid moves, like some Zadorov moves because his, the, the team's not, not winning? I don't know. Well, we had to play to compensate for him. Yeah, he's on a team where everybody's kind of in that same skill level. Right, right. So I don't think it's going to throw them off as bad as we had to take it down a little bit just to keep up with the door off. I think he'll translate well in Chicago. Now I did a show last week, kind of like maneuvering the lines around, and yeah, you know, game one, Brandon Todd's probably going to be in the second line, Um, but we know that Jared Bednar likes to shift guys around. Could you see Saad moving down to the third line? Not And like I said in the show, not as a punishment, 
just as to fortify a third line to, to strengthen a third line and give opposing teams even more to deal with. Cause you know, you bring up maybe like uh Donskoy maybe, or Belmar, maybe Belmar's reaching a little bit, but like to, to bring them up to the second line and then bring someone of Saad's caliber down to the third. And then now you just th- think about that aspect from like another team. There's team looking at that. It's like, there's no give in any one of these lines. I can see him doing that from time to time, not as a permanent solution, just doing it to throw a wrinkle at, at some of these teams. Yeah, absolutely. He's a uh, very versatile, no matter where we put him, I could even see him maybe a game or two on the top line. Yeah, absolutely. He's absolutely. very versatile and he's one of those that will get out there and show you how to position and how to, I mean, he can assist. I mean, he could dish yeah. the puck around. I, I think he can. I don't see him dropping all the way to the fourth line. No, I don't. I don't see that. No, he can dance around on those top three lines and fit with whoever's there. Right now, one of the things that really has me excited about both of these guys, Brandon Sod and Devin Taves, is second power play lines because yeah. that's where the abs. I mean, they have struggled strangely enough across the board in power plays first line and second line, but I am not worried at all about that first line. There's too much talent there, you know, and, and for, you know, there's, they were still on the upper end of, uh, you know, percentages in terms of power play, I believe, but we just expect a lot more out of them. Yeah. But whenever that first line was gone and that second line came in for the last couple rushes, I get it. It's tough anyway because you only have 30 45 seconds to make something happen but now i think brandon sot and taves immediately make that second line i'm not gonna say as dangerous as that first line but there's not as much as a drop off between the first power play unit and the second power play unit that though getting those two guys has me really excited for a full two minutes of power play now for the avalanche yeah i'm really interested to see how that first practice is going to go when they're working on that power play and incorporating sod in there somewhere and see how he reacts to when the avalanche are, I mean, humming on all cylinders and they do that overpassing power play. Yeah. I I know. Like, I want to know what Brendan Sod has to say. I would be putting a microphone in his face. What do you think about this? I don't think it'll last long. And I think he'll, he brings a dynamic to the power play, whether he's on PP one or two. Um, I think he's got that that killer instinct. I mean, he's been there. He's won it. And I think he can really help that power play on no matter where we stick him. Yeah, I agree. Um, what do you think about the Taves deal? Two second round picks. I, I, I feel like that deal is getting less notoriety than the Saad trade. I think the Saad trade is, is kind of like maybe I, I'm not gonna use the term blockbuster by any stretch of the imagination, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think those are like bigger names, but I think people are going to fall in love with what Devin Taves can bring to this team. I yeah, do. Absolutely. Especially if you watch the playoffs, like there's no way you can't notice Devin Taves. Yeah. He's incredible. And he's not, it's just not so much that we acquired Devin Taves, what we gave up for him. Yeah. It's, it's borderline robbery at this point. Um, like, and I mentioned it to you uh, while we were 
waiting on what would happen to Jost, I was saying that I wonder if Sackick's going out there and getting those two picks back from somebody for Jost to make that Devin Tays a wash. Uh, just a wash. Yeah. And, yeah, it, I, and I never even thought about that. When you sent that to me, I was like, oh, my God. Like, if he, if, if he did that, if he pulled that off and then got two seconds for Jost, which might be a stretch, but you could still just tag him as that, you know, number 10 overall pick, uh, somebody might bite on it. I mean, look, yeah. you can never count out what Joe Sackett can do. Uh, and now you're just – these last two moves, you're just adding to – his his brilliance as a GM with you know that Duchesne deal is just you know all time that that Duchesne deal should be in the Hall of Fame if, yeah. if a trade should be in, in, uh, accepted into the National Hockey League <laughs> Hall of Fame that should that trade should be in the Hall of Fame um, but it wouldn't have been out of the realm of possibility for him to pull that off and that and then that would have been even an upgrade because the two picks you would have got are higher than the two picks you gave away the avalanche are in the position to do this. I mean, that didn't happen obviously with the Joe's thing. And I was going to ask you about Joe. So we'll get to him in a second, but the moves that he made, especially the Devin Taves trade, everything that he's done the past four years has pretty much led to him be able to pull that deal off because Mm -hmm. those, those trades are going to be late second round picks. And those are, you know, guys that the way that the, the draft went this year, who knows who you – you probably get some pretty decent players, but the Avs are just stockpiled. They're, they're stockpiled all over the place. Yeah. So, yeah, you can make that deal. And, you know, you're going into arbitration with Taves, so who knows how long you'll have him for, but um, it's just you've you've done everything right the past several seasons to be able to pull that deal off. And for him to go out – and seek a team knowing that there's teams out there that are against a, a tough cap and say, I know you can't sign him. So you want two seconds for him? We'll take him off your hands. And he, and reading some New York Islanders, like articles and stuff like that, they clearly did not want to get rid of him. They just had no choice. And that's just no. the brilliance of Joe Sackick, in my opinion. And Joe Sackick uh, landed Brandon Saad. And that move since uh, so many ripples through that organization, they just went out and said, okay, we're rebuilding. We're not now. Sorry, we're guys. <laughs> yeah. We should have maybe mentioned this before we did the deal, but we didn't. And now but everybody's mad at us. So here's a, here's a, a letter for everybody. <clears throat> he took advantage of a team rebuilding and then took advantage of a team extremely close to the cap just so yeah. they can breathe through the year. Yeah. So Sackick, over the years, have built this team up where he can deal picks, prospects, talent. Mm-hmm. He's got it. Mm-hmm. He's got it for years to come. Oh, so yeah. he can make this and cap room to play with. Yeah. So, and he, and the other thing, he didn't go out there and make stupid moves mm-hmm. no. and overpay for just <clears throat> names. Right. He made extremely smart moves that are going to really pay off. I could. I mean, next year is going to be fantastic. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Tyson Jost. So, you know, so much has been made about him. Kind of maybe the most polarizing player on the avalanche. You're not a fan. Uh, I, I'm i not ready to completely just give up on the guy. But, you know, he he's at, he's at the 
position where he needs to, you know, earn his keep at this point. But there's really not a lot there to assume that he can. Um, maybe this is, you know, knowing that this is his maybe last opportunity to stay with this team. Maybe this is where he, this is what he needs to kind of his back up against the wall. So are you, I guess, number one, upset that, that they even brought him back? And well, we'll start there and then I might have a follow up to that. So would you have moved on I'm, from him or are you okay with the deal because of the money side of it? I honestly feel like we tried. Oh, I think they absolutely tried. I <laughs> He sat there in limbo for days. Yeah. And we, it was a, I'd get up every day, shoot you. Hey, you get anything on Jost? No Jost. <laughs> no Jost. Nope. nope. The Jost ghost was um, no story. And <clears throat> I think I can't be unhappy that we brought him back because I really think nobody else wanted him. And I think he's barely making about 100000 over league minimum. Yeah. And if I was Tyson Jost today, sitting down on my bed, I would see that I was drafted 10th overall and I'm making barely 100000 over league minimum. Mm-hmm. This is where I wake up. If I want to show out this year and get a deal from somebody that wants me, this is the yeah. year to prove it. Yeah. If not, I'm going to have to go overseas <laughs> and I'm just going to have to have the, I used to play in the NHL tag I know. and let that run until he was like 35 years old. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. <clears throat> I think I'm, I'm okay with the, the money thing. I, I absolutely think they tried to get, get rid of him because there's no other explanation for you know, Joe Sackick and the Avalanche, you know, as a whole, obviously signing Burkowski immediately, pretty much uh, Nachuskin getting two deals done uh, and then crickets for what? Five days. Yeah. So, uh, and, and his deal should have been the easier one to, to finalize. So it's not, you know, it, there's only two things that were happening. And one is they were trying to get a deal for him or Jost was trying to deal and trying to get more money for himself. And he didn't have a leg to stand on to get more money. Maybe he just wanted to get propped up over the million mark so he could say he's a millionaire. I mean, he probably is a millionaire, but um, those are the only two things that are happening. And I don't think he was in any, I think those, if he was trying to negotiate, those negotiations would have been incredibly short. He would have been like, his agent would have been like, we want this. And the abs would have slid across the table, his stats and said, that is not what you're getting. And those negotiations are over. So I think it was trying to move him. And we had heard rumors that there was a deal, well, maybe not a deal in place, but they were negotiating with Florida. Um, And then the Islanders deal came about. So yeah, I think, and I just don't think there were takers. I think people were like, no, I, I, we'll, we'll pass. It was, a, it's a rough season to bet on yourself. I mean, um, I've been extremely vocal about <clears throat> the Avs acquiring Anthony Duclair from Ottawa. Um, and yeah. he chose to represent himself and bet on himself. And as of now still hasn't been signed. Mm-mm. And he was in the all-star game. Yeah. Um, Joe's, if he was betting on himself, he chose the wrong time to do it. Yeah. No, we were both big on, on Duclair. Like I, I would have liked him, but I think <clears throat> money's a little bit tight for the abs because I still have to to sign Taves. 
um, and Burroughs, who was also in that deal with Chicago, who is up for arbitration, though he won't be that much. But I think what the Avs have left in, in cap space is for the two of them. And then it's pretty much all gone. I mean, they're done. They're done. They're not making yeah. any more deals. So um, it was either you take this or nothing, nothing. Yeah. So what, I mean, what's going to do? He's going to take it. And this is it. And this is his time to really, you know, put up or shut up. And 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 it could be the end of uh, Tyson Jost if he doesn't do anything. So we'll see. But the the deals that they did make with Burkowski, I'm very happy with that. I'm assuming you are too. I, I, I expect absolutely. a lot from him next year. I think he's going to have a great season. Yeah, absolutely. He, I mean, when he turns it on, He's he's golden, like he's great. Mm-hmm. It's just, I hope he doesn't keep reverting back to that not shooting Burkowski. Yeah, he needs to be consistent with it. He yeah. really does. Um, the Nachuskin deal. I'm bringing that up quickly because that it surprised me that he got as much as he did. Believe it or not, what did he get? <clears throat> Two and a half uh, average annual value. I don't know. Like, I mean, good for him. I, I thought yeah. I thought that w- I didn't think he'd go up that high because what he had last year was was bare bones. So I yeah. thought he'd be in the one point five to two, but he got two. Good for him. I think uh, I think he's deserving of a, a you know a multi year contract. So happy with that one too. Yeah, uh, he. I mean, the team rallied around him. Uh, yeah. You could see that when he scored the goal uh, right. to break the streak like team rallied around him and he really contributed um especially in that the playing round the opening round of the, the bubble he was he was fine right and then ryan graves was the other big one three years for him 3.16 eight for him so yeah i think that's a solid signing too and adios vladislav nemestikov <laughs> You Would had you, to betray me. <laughs> I yeah, that that surprised me because he was making four, right? Yeah. And he he took two to go play in Detroit. I was defending him here, yeah. saying he's gonna do great. And what's he do? Go to Detroit. Wow. Enjoy the little Caesars arena. Okay. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> um any signings from other teams that kind of caught your attention? Um, I guess across the board, maybe it, more that, uh, you know, maybe pertain to the avalanche if it's within the division or teams that you think improved that could kind of pose a threat to the avalanche. Uh, as to the avalanche, if the divisions play the way they are, yeah, they that's, probably that's a tough won't, question. but right. I liked what Montreal did. Mm-hmm. Montreal looked good. Um, Edmonton and Joy Berry. Nobody has, um, <laughs> Well, he will, man. Like Barry will enjoy Edmonton. Oh, he's gonna he, love it. He's he is. Love oh it. my God, he is just gonna get points just because he's on the ice. Yeah. Um, and he is going to cash in next year. And I've said it before. I feel bad for that team. Whoever that team is that's signing Tyson Barry next year, I feel bad for you. Unless he finds himself in another situation like he is right now with Edmonton. You can go to Seattle. My God. <laughs> he would never. He would never. I, I mean, Tyson Berry is a smart guy. If he's a very smart guy for going to Edmonton. And if he's smart, like he will stay there. Yeah. He will put up 
crazy numbers uh, and then sign a long-term contract. And they will be like, oh, you're awesome. Stay here longer. Um, and he's going to cash in. And if he cashes in with Edmonton, that's the I think that's one of the better places for him. But yeah. And the only other thing that well, two. Yeah. Uh the big the two big floating free agents that everybody was talking about all offseason. Taylor Hall and Peach Angelo. Uh, they they <laughs> made some head scratching moves and mm-hmm. got paid head scratching money. Um I hope it pays off. Um but oh, I don't the 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 hall one is, is I mean whatever man he he wanted money he got it he's getting eight million bucks and then he's going to be in the same exact situation next year uh, I feel I mean would the Avalanche take another run at him I I don't I don't think so I think they're happy with what they got I think they tried he denied them okay we move on the Petrangelo one is going to be man. We won't know. We'll know in a couple of years if that has paid off or not, because how you give him, he's 30, 31 years old, uh, an eight year deal. And he's making, he's going to be making almost 9 million bucks a year when he's 38. I don't see him having that much success at, at that age, but, and on top of that, Vegas just threw themselves into, it's not even a cap crunch. It's a cap crisis. Absolutely, is what it is. So I don't get that. I think, and I, I still think Vegas just got like the giddy feet because the the top name wanted to go there, and they were just like, we need to just sign them, sign them. Who just whatever he wants, just sign them. And they were not thinking about uh, the back end of this. So they're, I don't know. Everybody, and great. they have an iffy goalie situation too, where a situation. lot of their money is tied up. <clears throat> that is an awful goalie situation. Not in terms of who they have. They have two excellent goalkeepers, but they're soaking up like $15 million. Yeah. You can't do that. It's just, I mean, they'll probably get rid of flurry, but uh, if, if other NHL teams really want to screw the, the, the Vegas golden Knights, don't deal with them. No. Because they will have to unload. They might not even be able to sign, make that signing official with Petrangelo. I don't think they can until they clear up the cap room for him. I mean, and Vegas screwed everybody at the expansion draft. They went in there and plucked everybody to death all the way to the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So, so now it's payback. Yeah. Everybody just stand back and welcome to the league. <laughs> oh, man. So we, we shall see. So, and then finally, uh ball arena your thoughts who <laughs> i know it's the name of an arena and it doesn't matter in the long run and like i said like on twitter like what they stand for is awesome yeah. uh but i don't know like when you have when your team has an arena like you love a good arena name and ball arena just ain't it i was never even crazy about pepsi arena I, I, i'm not like the corporate guy you know, like Mile High Stadium is awesome. Like Arrowhead yeah. Stadium is awesome. Stuff like that. Uh, we don't get that anymore. And I'm not saying we were going to get a, a name like that. But if you have to go corporate, I was hoping you'd go something different than ball. Yeah, it's rough. Like everybody kind of got on board with Pepsi Center because you got to call it the can. Yeah, it was it was, it was cool. <laughs> and then 
now this is it's going to take some time to get used to i i agree with your ball pit we can call the ball pit yeah that's um, cool yeah but it's it's an arena it's an arena name uh i think you said like we'll get over it quickly yeah. and um i remember when the broncos <clears throat> built the the new stadium that they're in now and everybody was like i'm calling it mile high i don't care and we knew that it, they were selling the rights it was going to be named something it's going to be named something corporate and there were people out there just like don't care calling it mile high and it you know that that was very small amount of people that did that and it went away it, it's a name it's a name of an arena and in the end it doesn't matter but no, uh it, like i said you just want something different than what they came up with the snowball i don't know oh it's... there you go that's a good one that's a good one there's people are coming out with some funny and inappropriate ones if, if you don't know, you know yeah I mean. <laughs> oh yeah so uh I don't know. Hey, they make being here in Alabama. They make all our mason jars. So yeah, sweet mason jars. Yeah. Thanks, Ball Corporation. Yeah. <laughs> so and you you looked it up. It's a ten year deal. You said right. Yes, ten year. So deal. all right, we we have ball. We had Pepsi for twenty. So yeah, we'll see how. All right, all right, all right, man. Well, uh, that's gonna be it. So I announced you're Shaggy Von Doom, but tell people where to find you. Right, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Shaggy Von Doom. Um, that's where I. That's where you do your damage. Am. All right. Um, yeah. So appreciate you having uh, coming on again. I lost count. I think we're in the teens now with how many oh, yeah. shows you've been on easily. So all right, man. Um, I'm sure we'll have you on again before when we once we get word on when the season, if you know when this ever this starts uh and this schedule comes out that's why i said in the first segment like i'm excited to see this schedule because it's going to be just all over the place i think gary bettman is also going to be excited to see the schedule <laughs> yeah <laughs> very true very true all right man appreciate you coming on and that's going to be it for us for today so definitely check out locked on nhl to keep up to date with anything that's going on if any news is coming out it's going to be on that show and definitely check it out on thursdays when adam from locked on lightning and i host he will be back this week uh with me so we'll be on locked on nhl on thursday and that's pretty much it so another week of shows and uh we'll see you guys tomorrow appreciate you tuning in here's jovi go abs go